Hi everybody, this is uh, Scott George, pastor at uh, Pine Castle United Methodist Church, and I want to welcome you to our online uh, worship experience. Um, as you can see, I'm in the beautiful chapel here at uh, Pine Castle United Methodist Church, and uh, over the years I have so enjoyed uh, this beautiful chapel as a place of peace and refuge, and uh, it's a beautiful place to come. You sense God's presence. Uh, when you uh, come into this beautiful chapel and uh, I hope today that you will sense uh, God's presence as well. As many of you know, we are um, still worshiping remotely, but the promise is, is still true. That when two or three are gathered together in my name, that I am in the midst and the power of the Holy Spirit is able to reach throughout all Central Florida uh, to be with us today as we worship. It's going to be a great, great service. And uh, because we're all together and we're focusing on the Lord, and uh, that's going to be a good thing. It's also Father's Day, and so I want to wish everyone a wonderful, wonderful uh, Father's Day. You know, for the George family, this is just a few weeks removed from my father passing, and it's the first Father's Day uh, that we uh, don't have him here on earth, but we do know that he is in heaven, and I rejoice in that. And I'm going to wish all the fathers a, a very special Father's Day. What an honor it is. Uh, to to be a father and uh, tremendous amount of responsibility but so much joy and uh, I, I just want to thank uh, my my, uh, my children Austin and, and Aaron and Allison and Amanda thank you for uh, for bringing so much joy uh, to my life and so I'm looking forward to uh, today where I could uh, hopefully get a nap be able to read the paper watch some golf and then have a nice steak dinner so I'm looking forward to it. thank you family for for doing that for me. But anyway, happy Father's Day. We've got a great video and a great service ahead. So stay tuned. I'll be back with you in just a few minutes uh, to close out our service together. But let's uh, let's join uh, our, our hearts right now and let's pray. As I'm in the chapel here at Pine Castle and you're all over Central Florida, we're all one here today. So let's, uh, let's kick off today's service with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your nearness. Thank you that your promise is that you'd always be with us and we're grateful for that. Lord, uh, these next few moments, I pray that you'd be glorified. Let us sense your nearness. Let us sense your presence. Uh, God, as we uh, focus on you and lift you up, I pray for all the fathers today that uh, they would be honored and that you would bless them in a special way. Thank you for this time together. We bless it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said amen and amen. All right, we'll be back at the end of the service to be with you. God bless you. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to our live stream service. It's good to see you here this morning. My name is Jim Poling, and it'll be good to see you on July the 12th as well. We're opening uh, the church back up on that day. At least that's our soft opening date of July the 12th. Our leadership team right now is working very hard to come up with procedures to make a worshipful experience, but still make sure that everyone is safe with the proper social distancing guidelines set forth by the uh, uh, by health officials, by government officials, and our denominational uh, people in Lakeland with the United Methodist Church. If you want some details as to how that is all going to unfold, you can go to our website and look at the Frequently Asked Questions section there. That'll give you an idea of what we're working on. That's uh, changing daily. Uh, we're adding things and we're taking things away, but uh, we are working on that, and uh, hopefully by July the 12th, we'll have everything ironed out and ready for in-person worship 
again. Now, there, uh, also want to let you know that uh, we are going to continue with these online services just as they are now. So if you don't feel comfortable coming back to the church building, you can still stay home on your couch, in your jammies and your bunny slippers and uh, worship with us online. Now, I do have a word of caution with you, though. Please do not come to the church in your jammies and bunny slippers. It'll just be weird, okay? Our PC share for this week. God sees, God knows, God cares, God hurts, God heals, God touches. Pastor Scott will be delving into those topics in just a few moments during his message, but you can post that on your social media accounts, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Please be sure to tag Pinecastle United Methodist Church on Facebook and at Pinecastle UMC on Twitter and Instagram so we can draw some people back to our websites and to our social media accounts. I have some great news this morning. What you're looking at right now is aerial drone footage of our education building. And as you can see, the new roof is being installed and it uh, should be finished at any time now. Our praise report this morning is that we, in our uh, roof campaign, raised all the money we needed for the roof and for the air conditioner. And so everything will be paid and we can praise God for that. And I want you to know that this all was because of your generous giving, and we certainly appreciate everything that our congregation does for us. And as you can see, we will have a brand new roof on the education building, so when our children come back, uh, they won't get involuntary showers in the middle of the afternoon. Happy Father's Day. I bet you thought I forgot about that. Well, I haven't. Um, you know, my father, if he were alive today, would be 112 years old. Can you imagine that? 112. Uh, his name was Dean Poling. He was a, uh, one of five children, Don, Dean, Doit, Dale, and Mildred. I don't know. They were doing so well there with the D names, and they just kind of fell off the cliff with Mildred there. I don't know. And then, of course, there's uh, on my side of the family, there's Dave and then Jim, so I guess they kind of fell off the cliff with me, which <laughs> explains a lot, I suppose. But anyway, my dad had a lot of dadisms, and I think your dad probably did too, and I think I have them with my kids. It's just some things that you say that your kids go, what? What's that? You know, for instance, my dad used to say things like, uh, I say, well, what you doing? And he'd say, sell monkeys. You want to buy one? Selling? What, is, what does that mean? Or, or um, hey, Dad, you've been married to Mom for over 40 years. Yeah, it's a long time with one woman. What does that even mean? I don't know. They're dadisms. My dad used to call me a silly citizen. I guess there are worse names he could call me. Hey, darn silly citizen, what are you doing that for? You know, that kind of a thing. So, anyway, these are dadisms. So, anyway, today we thought that we would show you a video about some grown-up kids who are recalling what their dads taught them in the way of life and in faith. No matter how old we are, we always remember what our dads say and do. My dad is more like Jesus than your dad. Nuh-uh. My dad doesn't let anybody eat any food until we pray for it. My dad prays for one minute every day. You know what? Our church has pancakes. This is what my sister and mom use for their blush. My dad says that mean kids never know what they're talking about. 
because their parents don't know what they're talking about either. My dad says to punch meanies in the face. Then my mom says, don't ever do that. And my dad goes to time out. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's beard is itchy whenever he kisses me. My dad takes me to church so we could learn to be just like Jesus. My daddy prays for me. Then he makes me stop talking and go to bed. Then I get a flashlight and read my comic book. That's a sin. He's sinning. No, I'm not. Sinner. No, I'm not. R2, R2, R2. My dad said that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. My dad never stays mad at me. My dad taught me to forgive, because Jesus forgives us every time we ask. I want a mohawk. I wish I had hair. It's okay, your hair will probably grow back. Thanks for being our dads for all our lives. I was singing out church, I was buried. I was buried beneath my shame. And who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb Till I met you now, I was breathing but not alive All my failures I tried to hide It was my tomb Till I met you Call my name, you call my name, and I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness to your glorious day. You call my name, I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness. Glorious day. Sing now your mercy, and now your mercy has saved my soul. And now your freedom is all that I know. The only Jesus, when I met you, oh, you call my name. I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness, to your glorious day. You call my name. I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness to your glorious day.
I needed rescue, my sin was heavy My chains break at the weight of your glory I needed shelter, I was an orphan But you call me a citizen of heaven When I was broken, you were my healing Now your love is the air that I'm breathing I have a future, my eyes are open when you call my name I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness To your glorious day You call my name I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness
morning, kids. Today is Father's Day, so I hope that you have told your dad Happy Father's Day and given him a great big hug. If you haven't, you need to soon, because that's important. Well, I'm wondering, what do you do when something's broken? Who do you call in? Your dad? Well, he probably comes and checks it out and then goes and gets a toolbox, something like this. He probably has a hammer, screwdrivers, pliers, probably lots of different tools, just about anything that he would need to fix, tighten, or hammer something to the wall. Well, your dad has a lot of jobs. He takes care of you in many, many ways. He fixes things that are broke. He teaches you responsibility. He makes sure that you are safe. He has fun with you, but yet he also knows when to be serious and to be strong. Well, Psalms 103, 13 says, a father is tender and kind to his children. And in the same way, the Lord is tender and kind to those who have respect for him. Have you ever thought about your dad being tender or gentle? Have you ever thought about those being tools? Well, your dad doesn't only use the tools in the toolbox. He uses his tender touch. You see, when you're hurt, he picks you up and makes sure you're okay. When you're sad and crying, he'll give you a hug. When you are having a bad day and getting frustrated, he gives you encouragement, says you can do it. When you're going to bed at night, he probably prays over you that you have good dreams and good sleep. Well, those are all tools in your dad's toolbox. Well, you know that your dad can't fix everything, but when he can't fix something, I'm sure that he goes to God, his heavenly father, and asks for help, guidance, and wisdom. Because kids, your dads, your stepdads, and your grandfathers love you so, so much. Now, what I would like you to do is also share your loving touch with your dads. I would like you today to go and lay hands upon your dad and pray over him. In fact, let's do that together right now. I am going to give you a few minutes and I would like you to go find your dad and I want you to gently touch him. Lay your hands on his shoulders or somewhere on his arm and we're going to pray together. I'm gonna give you a few seconds to go. Quickly, don't just sit there. This is important. Okay, keep your hands gentle on your dad and close your eyes. And I want you to repeat after me today. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for my dad. Thank you that he loves me so much. Thank you that he makes sure I am safe. Thank you that he fixes things when they break. And thank you that he gives me big warm hugs and great pep talks. And thank you that we can have fun together. Jesus, help me to remember to always listen 
and obey and trust that my dad knows the best for me. Because when he doesn't, he comes to you for guidance. Thank you for my daddy. In Jesus' name, amen. Kids, remember to always have that gentle, loving touch, just like your dad has that gentle, loving touch. That is very important. And if you haven't said Happy Father's Day, go do it right now with a great big hug. Now I get to pass it off to Pastor John, who is going to receive the tithes and the offerings for this week. Bye. I hope you see me next week. Good morning. I am so delighted to be worshiping with you today. Today is Father's Day, and we extend our blessings and love and happy Father's Day to all fathers out there, earthly fathers. But we have a heavenly Father in heaven, and Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed, blessed be thy name. Today, many of you will receive gifts from your children. Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, Home Depot, heaven forbid, maybe even socks, I don't know. But today we want to bless our Heavenly Father with offerings also. So that's why it's time for the offering. Let us pray. God bless these tithes and offerings. We bless the earthly fathers today and pray the very best for them, the love that they extend to their children and the love that you extend to us as our Heavenly Father. We give these tithes, gifts, and offerings in an act of love and blessing. Amen.
Hi everybody, this is Pastor uh, Scott George, and uh, what a wonderful uh, time of worship uh, we had uh, today. Thank you for um, for joining us uh, today in our time of worship. You know, I'm reminded of the scripture where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there. And I just want to encourage you that uh, a lot of this that has been taking place in our country is certainly uh, out of our control and um, nobody likes this. We all want to get back to normal. And uh, I believe there's a new normal that's facing us. And uh, it's really about attitude, isn't it? Uh, God's scripture is really true. Uh, he's with us when we're all together in, in, in public worship. But he's also with us when we are meeting online all throughout Central Florida. Tr truly, that scripture is, is real. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, uh, I am with you. And so uh, uh, just uh, rest in that today. And know that, you know, obviously this may be different. It may be something we're unaccustomed to. But we have God's promise today that God is with us by his Holy Spirit. So with that in mind, I want you to go uh, to your Bibles to John chapter 5. And we're going to continue in our series on the hymns. Hymns for hope, help, and healing. And uh, this next section that we're going to be dealing with is going to be on healing. For the past few weeks, we've been talking about healing, uh, hymns, songs of healing. And we're going to focus on that today, and we're going to go to John chapter 5. I encourage you to get your Bible out. Um, I'm going to give you some wonderful principles that you can apply uh, today. And, and, uh, and uh, get your pen out, get your paper out. And uh, let's take some notes. There's going to be notes on your screen that you can follow along. And then tomorrow morning... There's going to be a, uh, an in-depth Bible study that you can follow along and go a little bit deeper. So uh, let's go to John uh, chapter 5. And today we're going to talk about the song, He Touched Me. And it's a beautiful song, beautiful uh, hymn of the church, uh, relatively new. It was written by Bill Gaither in uh, 1963. So it's a new one. And it's an old-time song, been singing it for many, many, many years. Bill Gaither is a great uh, uh, songwriter and uh, has produced hundreds of album, albums, Christian albums. And um, the story behind this hymn, behind this song, was uh, he was traveling with Dr. Dale Oldham. And Dr. Dale was an uh, evangelist, and they were, they were going throughout the country. And one day, um, Dr. Oldham... Uh, leaned over to Bill Gaither and said, you know, Bill, there's a word that's just been on my spirit, my heart, and it's the word touch. And he said, you know, that word is throughout God's uh, uh, Bible, through, through his word. And he says, if I were you, I think you could write a song that focuses on how God touches us. Isn't that amazing? Just 
a little prodding, just a little suggestion, and suddenly uh, Bill Gaither goes back to his room and he pens the word, he touched me. And you've sung that song a hundred times, if not a thousand times. Beautiful, beautiful song. Um, so much so was it impacting uh, the Christian world, but also the secular world as well, that Elvis, Elvis Presley uh, in 1972 uh, named his album, He Touched Me. And he sang this song and it was a Grammy Award winner with the title, He Touched Me. So those of you that are Elvis fans, you can, you can just uh, relish in the fact that he even loved this beautiful song by Bill Gaither, He Touched Me. So we're gonna to talk today about healing. And we're gonna talk about this uh, song that uh, emphasizes how God wants to touch us and make us well. And I want, want you to go to John chapter five, get your Bible out. And if you're with me this morning, let me hear a big, uh, big amen. Amen, I heard that. This is uh, the story of a man who was paralyzed and he was in a hopeless situation. And uh, he encountered Jesus, and in a beautiful way, Jesus touched him and made him well. Now, before we get started, I just want you to think of a time when Jesus touched you. He touched your heart. You know it was a beautiful moment. It could be in a church service. It doesn't have to be, but sometime in your life. I believe all of us have that moment where we just say, I don't know what happened, but he touched me. And as believers, as Christians, we need to be yearning for the hand of God to, to touch us and to make us well. We serve a God who wants to heal us. He wants to help us. He wants to be there for us. And this is a beautiful story. It's probably one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And the heading here in John chapter 5 in my Bible, it says, the healing at the pool, which I, I find that interesting. I mean, when I think of pool, I think of cold water. I think of refreshment. I think of enjoyment. I think of relaxation. I think of rest. I also think of work because you got to clean your pool. But when I think of pool, I don't think of healing. But that just goes to show you the, the nature and the character of God, that he tells us a story here in John chapter 5 of, of healing at the pool. And let's, uh, let's look at this just for a few moments. I'm just going to read just a couple verses to you. Uh, this is uh, uh, John chapter, chapter 5, verse 1. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now, I want you to notice, Jesus had a goal in mind. He was going up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is up on a hill. He was going up to Jerusalem, and he was going for the Feast of the Jews. And I want to remind you today that, that Jesus is always on a mission. He's always doing something. But if you reach out and ask him for help, he'll always stop what he's doing, and he'll touch you. See, he had a goal. He woke up that morning, and his calendar on his iPhone said, it's time to go to the Feast of the Jews. And so he was going there, but there was a man who was in need. There was a man who needed to be touched. And although Jesus has a goal, he's always willing to stop for those that want to cry out and say, touch me, please touch me. So he was heading to the Feast of the Jews. 
now, there in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate pool, which is in Aramaic, is called Bethesda, which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, one who had been there invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and he learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid said, I have no one to help me into the pool where the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured and he picked up his mat and he walked. So watch this. Here's Jesus at the pool of Bethesda. That word there, Bethesda, means house of kindness. I like that. House of kindness. You want to know the character of God? You want to know what Jesus looks like? You want to know what our, our Father looks like? It's found at the pool, the, the healing pool. And, and it's, it's found by the pool that's called Bethesda, house of kindness. You see, when, when Jesus touches you, when he touches me, it's an act of kindness. And that's the character. And that's the integrity. That's the reputation that God our Father has. He wants to meet you at Bethesda, the house of kindness. Now, uh, this is interesting. This pool at Bethesda, the Bible says in John chapter 5, was covered by five colonnades, five pillars. In fact, I want you to do this for me right now. Just uh, stick up your hand, come on, and, and hold up your hand, and, and, and let's just count one, two, three, four, five. You see, there's no meaningless details in the Bible. And the scripture says that this pool was surrounded by five pillars, five posts, five supports, five pilings, five pedestals. And these pedestals held up the surrounding structure of the healing pool of Bethesda called House of Kindness. These pillars held everything together. Without these pillars, the whole building goes down. Without these pillars, the roof collapses. Without these pillars, th there's no foundation. Now, now, I have been to this pool in the Holy Land in Jerusalem. It is amazing. I've been several times. In fact, as I was studying for this, I, I, I just went back in my mind. And I would encourage all of you, if you ever get a chance to go to the Holy Land, do it. It will change your life and it will change your perspective. I have taken people from our church, Pine Castle. We've gone to this pool. We have been there. We, we, we taught. We, we read this scripture. We worship at this place. It's beautiful. I've seen these columns. I've seen these pillars. And without these pillars, without these columns, everything collapses. Now, why do I, why do I talk like this? Because if your faith is going to be strong... If your faith is going to be secure, if your faith is going to last, you have to have some columns, some pillars, some support. That when there's a shaking, when there's a difficult time, when, there's, when you're rattled a little bit, you can always go back to these pillars knowing that they're going to hold you up. And here Jesus encounters this man who had been, been sitting by the pool for 38 years. 
And the custom was, and I don't really understand this, but it, it, this, this is what the story says. Once a year, the waters would be stirred and whoever was first to get in got healed. Now, I don't understand this story. Uh, uh, there's a lot of it that is, is a little bit uh, uh, complex for me to understand. I mean, why would, why would God only stir the waters once a year? And here this guy had been there for 38 years, and he had no one. He had no one. He, he missed out every year. Can you imagine the first year, second year, third year? I mean, after about four or five years, I mean, I'm sure you would have to be really discouraged. And there's many people that, that, that uh, in regards to healing, they get discouraged because they've, they, they've asked God, they've trusted God, they've prayed, they've, they, they've done all the right things, and they don't get healed. And this man had really done nothing wrong, and yet for 38 years he was paralyzed. He was unable to move. But I love this about the story. The Bible says that Jesus saw him. Jesus heard him. Jesus reached out to him. And in the end, he was made whole. Why? Because Jesus touched him. Now, I want to give you five. Everyone say five. I'm going to give you five principles, five pillars that you can build your life on. And they may sound simple, but let me remind you, Jesus was always one who took complicated things and made them simple. Religion takes simple things and makes them complicated. But these are five pillars that you can build your life on. And whatever's going on in your heart, whatever's going on in your country, whatever's going on in your church, whatever's going on in your, in your marriage, you can fall back on these pillars and they're going to be there for you. Number one, here's the first pillar. God sees. God sees. It says there in verse 6, when Jesus saw this man. Oh, I love that. You see... I think all of us sometimes wonder, God, uh, do you see me? God, do you know what's going on? God, do you know what's happening? And here this guy for 38 years probably woke up every day and says, God, do you see me? Do I matter? Does my life count? Why am I struggling? Why am I paralyzed here? Why have I been here for 38 years? I've been believing and wanting to, to get well. I can't get anyone to help me to get in the water when it's stirred. God, do you see me? And I want to tell you today that according to John chapter 5 or 6, the Bible says that Jesus saw the man. And Jesus left his agenda to go to the feast and he saw the man. Let me remind you today, God sees you. He sees uh, your hurt. He sees your pain. He sees your, when you're lonely. I know there's some of you uh, in our church that, that, that uh, these past 11, 12 weeks have, have just been terrible. You're lonely. You're wondering, uh, God, where are you? Do, you? do you see me? And I want to remind you today that God sees you. The Bible says his eyes are looking over all the earth and he's watching. He never slumbers. He never sleeps. And just when you think that God doesn't see you, He'll come by and he'll let you know that he cares, that he loves you, and that he sees what's going on. If you've got a hurt today, if you've got a pain, if you've got a, a sorrow, if you're faced with depression and anxiety and fear, I want you to be encouraged today. And one of the pillars that you can count on is that God will always see you. God saw the man. Jesus saw him and he stopped and he heard his cry. 
number two. Uh, I love this one. It says in verse six, here it is, God knows. There's an interesting phrase in this John chapter five. It says he saw the man and he learned that he had been in that condition for 38 years. Not only does God see what's going on, but God knows. This story, Jesus took the time to, 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 to hear him. He took the time to learn. And I want to encourage you just to cry out today. Whatever's going on in your life, whatever's going on in your marriage, whatever's going on in your country, whatever's going on in your church, whatever's going on in your heart, I want you to know that God knows what's going on. He sees what's happening and he knows what's going on. He's waiting for you just to reach out and, and ask him for help. Ask him to touch you. Ask him. Uh, cast all your care on him because he cares for you. Why? Because Jesus sees, number one. And number two, Jesus knows. Here's number three. Uh, Jesus, or God the Father, cares. He cares. Uh, Jesus says to this man, and, and it's an interesting question. He says, do you want to get well? That's an interesting question. Now, most people would say, of course I want to get well. I've been here for 38 years. What do you mean? But Jesus cares and he cares by asking the question, do you want to get well? That's a, that's a, that's a valid, valid question. This is not the only time Jesus has said this to people that were sick. He asked the question, do you want to get well? You know, I've, I found that some people don't want to get well. They, 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 they embrace their sickness. Sickness has become a, a, a part of them, a part of their personality, a part of their life, and they don't want to get well. And my question to you today is, do you want to get well? And if you want to get well, we've got somebody who we can go to, who he sees, he knows, and he cares. I want to encourage you today to, to, to go to him, to uh, uh, cry out to him. He loves you. He sees what's going on. He knows what's happening with you. And he cares for you. I'm glad for that scripture. Cast all your care on him because he cares for you. Can I get an amen? Uh, number four, Jesus sees, he knows, he cares, and he hurts. When this young man told Jesus, I've been here for 38 years, and no one is there to help me. Um, I'm sure Jesus was crushed by hearing that. Why? Because he hurts. Uh, when, when you hurt, uh, he hurts. When I hurt, you hurt. When one is hurting, we all hurt. Uh, many of you uh, are aware of what's going on in our nation, not only with the coronavirus, but... but uh, uh, with the racial racial tension that's been taking place over the past couple of weeks. Um, uh, I believe that when Jesus sees this, I believe he hurts. And I believe we should hurt. I believe that we should care. And, and we can't do everything, but we can do something. And I, I just pray that our church, Pine Castle, that every single member will have a heart that hurts. You know, when Jesus saw Jerusalem, the Bible says that, that, that he was moved with compassion. That word there, moved, means his insides were stirred. 
his stomach was turning. And I believe that's the kind of father that we, that we serve, that, that when he hears that this man has been alone for 38 years and could never get in the water, that he'd been alone, he had no one to help him, that when Jesus sees that, he hurts. You're not alone in your hurt. You're not alone in your pain. And uh, one of the things that you can build your life on is that Jesus cares for you and he hurts for you. And then here's principle number five. Remember, we're doing five, five pillars. God sees, God knows, God cares, God hurts. And then here's the last one. I call, I call this the pinky, pinky principle. This is a good one. God heals. Jesus said to this man, I know you've been there for 38 years. I know you're tired. I know you're weary. I know you're exhausted. I know you're lonely. But he said, get up and walk. And instantly, this young man was made well. Why? Because we serve a God who heals. See, one of the names of God is, I, I am the God that heals. And he wants to touch you. There's, there's somebody watching today that you've been sick for more than 38 years. And, and, and you're wondering, does God care? Does God hurt? Does God see me? Does God know what's going on? And I believe this message is for you today because God wants you to know that he sees you, he knows you, he cares, he hurts, and God wants to heal you. And when Bill Gaither wrote that song, He Touched Me, it was a powerful reminder of the character and the integrity of God. He wants to touch you. And I would encourage you to, to cry out. I would encourage you to reach out. I would encourage you to ask God to touch you. And I know you've done it a hundred times, but do it again. This man had been crying out for 38 years. And in God's beautiful timing, he brought Jesus, his son, to Bethesda, the house of kindness, and he reached out and he touched him and he was made well. What a beautiful story. You can use these five principles to help you in your Christian faith and whatever's going on, whatever's happening, uh, you, can, you can be rest assured that God sees, he cares, he knows, he hurts, and God heals. I want to, at the end of our uh, time together, I'm going I'm to pray for those of you that are sick. Those of you that are faced with illness, those of you that are faced with sickness, and I'm simply going to ask for Jesus to touch you like he did this man at the pool of Bethesda. And when he touches us, we're, we're, we're changed, we're different. Shackled by a heavy burden, neath the load of guilt and shame. Then the hand of Jesus touched me, and now I am no longer the same. If you know this, sing it with me. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. And now I know he touched me and made me whole. 
since I've met this blessed Savior, since he's cleansed and made me whole, I will never cease to praise him. I'll shout it while eternity rolls. Come on, sing it with me. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened and now I know he touched me and made me whole. Let's sing it one more time. He touched me. Oh, he touched me, and oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know he touched me and made me whole. So glad that Bill Gaither wrote that song, He Touched Me. I'm so glad that that crippled man at the pool of Bethesda reached out and asked God to touch him, and God touched him as well. Let me pray for you today. That uh, wherever you are, whatever's going on, it could be emotional illness, it could be physical illness, it could be mental, whatever it is, just ask Jesus to touch you, and he'll touch you. And I don't know, something happened. I don't know how to describe it to you, but now I know he touched me and he made me whole. That's the kind of savior that we serve today. Let me pray for you today. Father, thank you for the five pillars that we can build our life on, that you see, you care, you, you hurt. God, you heal, and we're so grateful today that we can come to you, and we just ask today that you would just touch us, that you'd make us well. God, those faced with sickness, those faced with infirmity, those faced with the mental issues, physical issues, emotional issues, Lord, I, I don't know, something's going to happen, and you're going to make us whole today. So, Lord, I just speak wealth and health over your people today. I pray that they'll reach out, and God, as they reach out, that you'll touch them and make them well. We curse sickness and disease and infirmity in Jesus' name, and we declare, by your stripes we are healed, and we thank you in Jesus' wonderful name for that, and we believe it today in Jesus' name, and all God's people said amen and amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you next week. Remember, uh, God loves you, and uh, he, he believes in you, and we'll be back again next week to worship together. God bless you. I pray that you have uh, enjoyed uh, our time together. I'm so grateful for uh, the touch of God on uh, my life and on your life. Uh, he touched me, brings a whole new meaning and dimension and I'm grateful for the hand of God upon our lives. So I wanna pray for you today that uh, as you go, uh, that you will sense God's hand upon your life to be all that he has called you uh, to be. So let's uh, conclude our time together with a word of prayer. God, thank you for touching us. Thank you that you are available.
Thank you that we can reach out and uh, God touch you and you can reach down and touch us. And so Lord, I pray for all the Pine Castle family today. I pray for all of our friends that are watching. I pray that they will sense your nearness, your goodness, and the touch on their life to make a difference in this world. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May you go with the touch of God on your life to go out and touch this world. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next Sunday online at Pinecastle UMC. Bye-bye.